Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Save the Kids podcast. It's your one-stop shop for raising kids in this tech-heavy world. We bring on professionals and experts to give you all the tools you need to help your kids become fire-breathing warriors that have the strength to break out of the mold society has put them in. At the end of the day, we're all here for one reason, to help save some kids. I'm your host, Nate Webb. Let's get to it. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Save the Kids podcast. It's your host, Nate Webb, live in studio, and we're going to be talking about suicide prevention again today. So here is your trigger warning. I am really excited for our guest today, though. Elliot Callen is the president and founder of a Brighter Day charity. Seven years ago, his son, Jake, a sophomore at the University of Montana, walked up on the highway and jumped in front of an oncoming truck, taking his own life. In his suicide note, he wrote that he would have never told his family how he felt or taken their help. They were devastated and shocked to have since learned that thousands of families had the same experience. None of his friends, family, or his coaches knew that he was struggling with depression. So in honor of Jake, they began this charity six years ago by creating resources for teens and parents on stress and depression to stop teen suicide. Teen suicide is a growing problem in our nation and has become the number two cause of death amongst teens. Now, we have grown now they have grown to become a charity that has impacted tens and thousands of families welcome welcome to the show my friend thank you Nate thanks for having me absolutely so first off how the heck are you dude oh we're doing great we're in northern california and i think we're getting 5 inches of rain today man we got like we got like 20 inches of snow the last couple of weeks <laughs> wow amazing it's, it's just amazing what's going on here yeah yeah a lot of moisture so First off, also, I just just want to say thank you for shining your light. You know, it can be, I'm a school counselor and we've had a few suicides in our area the last few years and it's incredibly difficult. Um, So I'm I'm so sorry for your loss um, and I'm so thankful for the light you've been shining since your loss. Um, And what I first kind of want to talk about is how a brighter day, you know, your charity came to pass. I know that your child's suicide played a very heavy role in that, right? Well, here's how it happened, Nate. Thank you for asking me and having me again. You know, as, as you said, um, Jake took his life by jumping in front of an ongoing truck. Uh, no drugs, no alcohol. On on Friday, he took it late, early Friday morning, about one morning. Uh, we were frantically looking for him on Friday because he turned his cell phone off. And no teenager who was 19. No one does no, that. No one does that. And so we were looking for him. And Eventually, we called the hospitals, and the hospital said, please hang up the phone, and uh, we'll have the sheriff call you back. And at that same time, Federal Express showed up with a six-page suicide note that he had mailed before he took his life. Uh, and that's the paragraph that you mentioned. It was the first paragraph of six pages that said, Mom and Dad, I've been thinking about this for a really long time. I never would have told you how I felt. I never would have asked for your help, and I never would have taken your help. That's so gut-wrenching. So the process was now, uh, the next morning, we caught an early morning flight, maybe 6.30 in the morning on Southwest through Vegas to Missoula, Montana, the University of Montana, the idea of bringing back his body for burial in Lafayette, California. And I just, we were numb. You know, they say, are you in mourning? No, your first thing, you're in a shock. Yeah. And I read the suicide note over and over just shaking my head and and then the whole a couple of days went by the school did a great job helping us 
Mm-hmm. They really did. They retired his jersey at the ice rink uh, because he had done all these wonderful things in ice hockey up there. Mm-hmm. And as we're flying back, I focused in on that one paragraph that I just described to you. And I realized that we have to do something. Right. We want to stop other families from feeling this devastation and pain. And that's when it came to us. And we started by doing it with music. Huh. thinking that, you know, with live band concerts, so battle of the bands for teens, old concept, but repackaged it. And in the first three years, first four years, we handed out backpacks filled with original content resources to about 2000 teens and their parents. Wow. And then COVID hit. Nah, COVID. And we needed to reinvent ourselves. So we went to teen talent showcases online. And in our first teen talent showcase, we had more than 12,000 viewers. Wow, that's a lot. It's a lot. And what we didn't like the fact that with YouTube, you can't control people and you can't motivate them to even go to your website. You hope they go to your website. Right. And so we, we needed to repackage this. And what we did is we took a lot of money and we reinvested it into rebuilding our website, coming up with original content, focusing in more on parents for their teens versus teens for their teens. Mm. We write articles in parent format for them about their teens, what they can do, what's going on. And then we publish articles for teens as well and put them out on TikTok. Uh, But parents are through Facebook and Instagram and kids are through Instagram and TikTok. So it's Mm. a little bit different. And, and so just to put that in perspective, last month, we had 14,000 people go to our website and download resources. That's awesome. We had 2,000 in the first four years. Wow. So wow. We, we have a goal of helping parents and their teens on stress and depression with a goal of stopping teen suicide. And I really believe, a lot, hard to, a lot harder to measure, I really believe, Nate, that we are having an impact on stopping suicide and giving resources to teens and parents that are desperately looking for help. I I think so too. Um, now, along those lines, you know, when we're talking about depression and stress and teens, what what are some of those things that we should be on the lookout for and when to seek help? Because as a school counselor, I can tell you that mental health issues are on the rise. So many kids are struggling with some form of depression, some form of anxiety. And I think that parents really need to know what signs to be looking for when it comes to these things. And that's a great question. And as you said earlier in your, in your introduction, suicide is the second leading cause of death among teens. And it's also the fastest growing cause of death. Mm. And COVID made it only worse. Girls are growing faster than boys on suicide. They got a while to catch up, but it's, it's still pretty horrible. So the first thing that I tell parents to look for is some form of withdrawal. Okay. Because teens typically, when, and most people, not just teens, withdraw from friends, withdraw from classes, withdraw from sports, withdraw from social settings. Right. Things that brought became, them happiness before. Right. Because they want to isolate themselves. So even we just went through Thanksgiving and Christmas, they leave the table to be excused and go to their room. They don't want to go to the family Christmas or Thanksgiving this year. Um, You've got Valentine's Day coming up. I'm not sure when you're going to publish this, but with Valentine's Day coming up, that's a really sad day for a lot of teens. Yeah, it's good. This is going to publish about a week before Valentine's Day. Yeah, and it's just because to them, it's it's the day of love, but for them, it's a day of love, an extra day of loneliness. Reminds them of how alone they are. Mm -hmm. So I would look for, are my teens 
grades changing? Are their social skills changing? Are they not hanging out with friends anymore? Is their communication changed with me as a parent? Has their eating habits changed? Are they eating significantly more or not at all hungry anymore? Those are all. Now, any one of these by themselves does not mean they're depressed. Right. Any one of these is like a normal teenager, right? Like yes. moody, yeah. like growing, like. This is it. Go away, mom. Gosh. Yeah. 99% of all teenagers have one of this traits, but that doesn't mean it's depression. But right. we need to be aware of it as parents because it, it gives us the opportunity to ask great questions. Yeah. Expand on that. What do you mean by that? Okay. So let, let's go what the problem is uh, out there a little bit, Nate. Um, and you and I talked about this briefly. The, the What do you call it? The I generation? Right, uh, right. Because they're they're the first generation raised on the iPhones. So they, right. they're called the I generation. Yeah. So all the wonderful things of Google and finding out, you know, the population of Pakistan when they needed it for a test. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. But let's be honest. For most times, the cell phone is the enemy of our teens. Yep. 100%. And it, and what it does is creates a a kind of ESPN highlight reel type of thing of everybody else's life but them. Everybody's having a good time but them. Everybody's but going them. on vacation but them. Yeah. And they begin to feel that more lonely more lonely because of the cell phone. So it's not connecting people as theoretically we've all been told it does. It disconnects people more. Yeah. And, and so this is what I recommend off the bat. You can't take your cell phone away from your team. It's a way of life. You might be right. able to control how much time is on there, but it's really hard to do. Right. And especially to, if they already have a phone. I mean, the cat's out of the bag. Yeah. You can control the most important meal of the day, which is dinner. And dinner needs to be cell phone free. That's the number one thing people ask me what we can do. I said, make all dinner cell phone free. And that includes the parents. No talking to grandma on the phone during dinner. That's before or after. No, no texting your friends. No doing mm. anything like that. Even when you're in the car, just take the cell phones, put them in a basket, whatever you need to do, because that gives you an opportunity, Nate, to have great conversations with teens. The old-fashioned day, and then instead of saying, how was your day, and you get a shrug. Uh-huh. Yeah, especially from boys. Uh-huh. You know, I, yeah, I have a 29-year-old son. He still talks to me like a, he's a caveman. caveman. <laughs> yeah. And so you don't want that happening. So if I'm saying to you, Nate, how was your day? Fine. I could ask a little bit, what's your favorite class and why? Who's your best friend? How's he doing in that class? How's she's doing in that class? Mm, yeah. Your favorite teacher and why? Who's your least favorite and why? Who's your What's your least favorite class and why? Okay. Isn't your best friend Jimmy? I haven't heard his name come up in, a, in an age. Is something happening with you and Jimmy and that girl that you like, Mary, or the guy that you like, John? Is there something going on that you haven't shared? And you get to probe a little bit. And, you know, as a parent, it's annoying. Kids right. don't want to be probed, but if you no. ask good questions and you ask them in a non-judgmental way, you can learn so many things about your team. Yeah, you can. Yes, you can. Holy moly. When you ask the right type of questions, I mean, they just, they open right on up. I mean, eventually once they open up, they, they never close. Um, as a high school counselor, a lot of times kids will talk to me before they talk to the parents because, you know, they might be worried what mom and dad might say X, Y, and Z. And sometimes when a kid's struggling and I'm like, all right, I, I need to talk to this kid. Parents just, just start asking away and you're, you'll find, you'll find what questions are good and what questions aren't usually the open end questions are the best ones because they can expand and they don't, don't feel like that there's a wrong or right answer. Right. Um, I love that. 
And so when our teens come to us, you know, they're stressed, they might be depressed. Um, what are some things that parents can use, some strategies that they can use to help them manage their mental health and build some self-confidence? So time alone with parents is so critical uh, because it, it lets them talk. Mostly teens want to be heard. Um, yes. But they're, not every teen does. We publish on the website, www.abrighterday.info. We mm-hmm. publish all these written resources for teens and parents. They're free. We've got a teen uh, survival toolkit. We've got a parent survival toolkit. All these are great if you read them, but not right. everybody's a reader. No. So we ca- we came up with two other ways to help teens and give te- give parents tools. Most teens, because they live on their cell phones, love to text. They live for texting. So mm-hmm. now any teen, 24-7, 365 every day of the year, doesn't matter the holiday, they any time of day, they can take text the number 7417, excuse me, the word brighter, B-R-I-G-H-T-E-R to 741741, 24-7. And within five minutes, they will get a counselor to speak to for free. Yeah. I've actually had to use 741741 personally. Oh, wonderful. I'm glad you used it. How was it? It was fantastic. What happened was I was selling pest control door to door. It was my third summer um, and I was in Alabama starting a brand new office. My wife couldn't be with me yet. She was in Utah still because she, she, was, she was a middle school teacher at the time. So from April to June, I was by myself. Um, and one night, like my heartbeat was just loud and I couldn't sleep. And I felt like I was getting faster and louder. I'm like, am I dying? And so one of my friends had posted about this text only service for mental health help. And so I texted it. They helped me out. They pointed me towards some mindfulness apps. It was a wonderful experience. I was so glad that it was there for me. And especially kids right now, they're a lot more comfortable texting than they are on the phone. That's just how they are right now. And especially a lot of them text when you're asleep. Yep. That's the beauty of this because sleeping pattern disorder is also one of the problems yep. of teens. Yep. So for my teen, he was up at the end, you know, from 12 to 2 or 12 to 3 in the morning. That would have been great. We have been monitoring the 741 number. Again, at brighter, B-R-I-G-H-T-E-R, 741741. Mm-hmm. We monitor that. The very first question most teens ask is, am I the only one feeling this way? It's amazing how alone they feel at that moment. Yeah. Even though their parents' bedroom is down the hall, they're just very alone. And so we really recommend that. And and for you, who's a counselor at school, which is pretty amazing that you're doing this, you can give it out to everybody in your school for free. There's no advertising on it. It's an absolutely free service. We pick up all costs for that. I didn't know that you guys were behind 741741. If you're using the word brighter, it's us. That is so cool. Wow. That is yeah. so dope. Um, we actually, yeah, we, we, our, our school pushes that a lot. Um, here in Utah, we also have CFUT and that has a 24 seven service as well. Um, but yeah, I think that connection is really, I mean, it's one of, one of, if not arguably the biggest thing that we as parents can focus on with our kids to help them with their mental health. We may not be therapists. We may, may not be counselors, but just connecting with them so they are not alone can help so much. Yeah. Now, there's a third way that we create also. So we have written on a website at a brighterday.info. Mm-hmm. We have a texting program. But there are some kids that just need to be in front of a counselor. Yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. A school, a school counselor, like you know, there are too many kids 
for you to service as a school counselor. It's just right. not possible. Right. And so they need to get it. Well, if your teen is in crisis, Matt, uh, Nate, your teen is in crisis, Nate, and in California and a lot of states, it could take up to 10 weeks to get an actual appointment. Yeah. Oh, it's booked out solid for like sometimes yeah. even longer. Yeah. And that's, and if your teen's in crisis, that's a lifetime. Yeah. So we teamed up with BetterHelp, which is an online Zoom program. Right. To bring that out to everybody. It's in all 50 states now, BetterHelp. They can, and that's a cost program, the cost to go to counselors. However, if they go through our website, we pick up the first four sessions, live Zoom sessions for any team. Any team. You guys pick any. up the first four sessions. Doesn't matter if they're in Utah or Delaware or here in Northern California, anywhere. We'll pick up the first four sessions. And the reason why we say four is because when we did the survey with BetterHelp, we found that the average team goes through four sessions before they get start turning the corner. Not gotcha. six or ten, but four. So we figured, we'll pick, just pick up all four sessions. Pick up the first four and odds are they'll start to improve enough to be okay after that. And they should see a counselor within seven days. That's how that fast it's but the parents, because they're licensed counselors on the local level, the parents do have to fill out the paperwork and sign off on it versus right. the texting and the resources that nobody has to sign off. Gotcha. That's awesome. And by the way, all of those like links to all that will be in the podcast description for you guys. And so will your website. Um, so I guess, I mean, as we're wrapping this up a little bit, um, so what are some tools that teens and young adults can use to manage their stress and depression? You know, we, we have some parents resources and stuff. What are, what are some, I don't know, mindset strategies, tools, what do you got for our kids? Well, you need a, you need a pressure valve release button for a teen. Okay. That's what they need. They're normal. Yeah. They need it. When I was growing up, we had sports, you know, when I, I got on a football field and I got to take out all my energy on a football field or a hockey rink. Yep. But today's world, most kids aren't doing that, um, and they're not playing unorganized sports that barely exist anymore. And so everything is about either music or they're going home for two or three hours and they're doing homework. They need a pressure valve release, and that depends on what works for your team. So if you're a parent and you're not sure what would work for your team, I always say, well, let's start with you and your team taking a walk together mm -hmm. and having this very discussion of, listen, how are you feeling? What can I do to help? What would you like to do that you think would change your state of mind and make you feel better about school, friends, life, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, whatever the big issues are at that moment? What can we do? And you will, your team will give you their solution. And they'll tell you, you know what I really like to do? I wish we did this. I liked it. We did it once. How can we don't do it ever again? Uh, and you might find that's the answer. So, it, you know, for me, it was sports. But for a lot of kids today, it's not sports. No. And, so, and oftentimes you're not going to figure that out until you spend at least 10 minutes with your kid doing something that they enjoy. Yeah. So when you're in the front seat and even if you're you're driving your kid to a, a group meeting or a friends meeting or a sports event, or because we, you and I as parents are like taxi cab drivers sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Turn the radio off. Get the earbuds out. Get your teen's earbuds out and talk to them. How are things going? How are you feeling? Is there anything I could do to help you feel better? Have you thought about what you'd like to do that would just give you a good feeling about life? What mm -hmm. would you like to do? How about we take a walk on Saturday together and just talk? Or maybe we take a walk downtown and don't say a word to each other. Would you like to do that so you don't feel like you have to talk to me? That's awesome. Yeah, parents, be thinking about 
how can you, what, what kind of pressure release valve can you provide for your kid? What do, what outlets do they have? I'm also an assistant girls wrestling coach, and I can't tell you how much it has helped the mental health of our, of our team, some of these girls to have that outlet, to go out, have a little bit of sanctioned violence. (laughs) So not really, but kind of, um, and have that pressure release valve. Now I am curious in your experience, how much do you think smartphones and social media have impacted this depression problem, this suicide problem that we're having right now? That's a great question. I can't give you the number statistically what it is. I can tell you that it has dramatically exacerbated the depression issue. So mm. social media through your cell phones, again, like I said earlier, makes people isolated and they feel bad about their own lives. Yeah. It's amazing. And here's an example. So um, I, here in Northern California, it, there was there was, was winter break, not year he died, but the year before that. Uh, and we're home having some fun, doing something like eating dinner. And they're all on their phones. I was really bad about that. I said, all right, you're on your phones. And and it was a highlight reel. And people were going to either like skiing at Lake Tahoe or Hawaii on vacation, because that's what you do in Northern California. <laughs> right, right. But you know, the majority of people did neither. They were home just like them. But the kids that were posting were doing one of those two things. Mm-hmm. And my older son, who, who's at the University of Wisconsin, said to me, Dad, aren't we the only family that doesn't go away for Christmas break? Because that's how it felt. Hmm. He was feeling sorry for himself because woe is me. My parents don't take me to Lake Tahoe to go skiing at Christmas time. And that's what the cell phone did. That's what social media did to him is made him feel worse. That comparison. Yeah. So I said to him, okay, let's go to Tahoe tomorrow and go skiing. And it was crappy snow. And, but we went anyway because he felt like everybody was going but him. Right. Wow. That's what's so the power of social media. It is crazy. And earlier you we were talking about how their um, girls or, or, or females have a lot more suicide attempts than boys do. Yes. Um, I also kind of noticed, especially Instagram seems to be attacking our young women more than it is, or I guess in different ways than it's attacking our young men, like encouraging eating disorders, you know, body dysmorphia um, and a lot of girls that I see in school are just miserable. And I see that their Instagram time is whoop up, up, up in the rafters. And I'm like, so you're spending hours a day just judging yourself, comparing yourself to every little thing online. And then it just amplifies how miserable they feel about themselves. You know, when I was younger, it's funny how that happens. When I was a little bit younger for the social media world, the complaints were 17 magazine, teen magazine, and all the other body image magazines made girls feel unwritten, unrealistically fat because it was just super thin was in. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was that now social media and Instagram is doing the exact same thing, but not with just you having to buy a magazine. It's free. You can look at all yep. this stuff for free. And yes, it's destroying body image. Girls for suicide, you know, most the reason why boys commit suicide four to one over girls even though girl, the fastest growing group of girls of the two of them is because boys are violent about their suicide. Right. They have more completions. Girls have more attempts because they'll go more after like the pills and the less painful methods. Right. But it's still a call for help. My, when, when we looked at my son's computer, turned it on the website that popped up were the best ways to kill yourself. Wow. It's an actual suicide website. And number one was jump in front of a truck. 
Number two, jump in front of a train. And number three, we shoot yourself in the head. He jumped in front of a truck. He picked number one. Wow. These are realistic programs for girls. You know, they hear about what's going on in Hollywood. They hear about overdoses. Yeah. You know, I'll just take one of mom's pills or, you know, like a whole bottle of mom's pills and right. Why not fall asleep? It's painless. And I mean, especially with, you know, when they, when they have that smartphone, they have that supercomputer, you know, at their fingertips, it kind of also illustrates and highlights the importance of us being communicating with them about their devices, you know, being able to talk to them, what, what they're, you know, going through it, having phone checks, having computer checks, stuff like that, so that we know what's going on in their digital world. Yeah. So it's different. And that's not counting people that are taking casual drugs anymore. Right. And with casual drugs and the the lacing of casual drugs, they could be taking a death sentence without even knowing it in a very casual way. Right. And that's, like, that's a whole different problem, but it's getting more violent and more dangerous for our teens and not is. less. And we as parents should be in front of that. And we're not, unfortunately. So what are some things, some simple steps we can take today to help get in front of that, to start moving in the right direction? Again, let me, let me repeat what I said. Start with communication, yep. Yep. dinner, car ride, walking, exercise, have these great, intense Wonderful. Non-judgmental. Spend time with your kids. <laughs> Be non-judgmental because you have to create a safe space yeah. for your teen to want to say anything. If they th- if they think you're going to judge them for who they are or what they they're said, gonna say, they're going to say squat. They're gonna say anything. And don't be surprised if they talk to you in third-party terms. So they talk about their friends, Jimmy. Jimmy's really struggling in chemistry and he's barely showing up to class. Mm-hmm. Really, they're talking about themselves, but they can't say it. Yep. yep. Watch for the Watch for the code language that's involved here. Yeah, because they're they're testing the waters. They'll be like, "Oh, yeah, so and so is really struggling. They uh, they cheated on their tests, and now a lot of their friends." And then if they hear you, you're like, "Oh my goodness! If that was my kid, they would be out the door. They would be the do 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 do." And they're like, "Oh, guess I'm not going to talk to mom about X, Y, and Z." Like, be be conscious of how you react to their stories about quote unquote other people. Because quite often they're talking about themselves. We, we've forgotten that, you know, when we grew up, we did a lot of stupid things uh, all the time. Oh, yeah. And, da- and very dangerous things sometime. And, you know, I got to knock on wood that I'm sitting here and able to have a conversation with you. Right. We would never want our kids to do what we did. But that's not how growing up is. No. Nope. So you got to help them. Yeah. Yeah, man, this has been so amazing. Um, as we wrap up, any last words you have for any parents out that might be listening, might be feeling overwhelmed with with being a parent in this day and age? Sure. Again, two things that you can do right now besides with your team, just for yourself. Go to the website. There are hundreds and hundreds of articles that we've written. And we do original content twice a month and send it out. Join our mailing list. Go to the website. Get these resources for free. There's no advertising ever in these. And if that doesn't work, get the texting program of Brighter to 741-741. They're free. Both these things are free out there at your fingertips. People love what we print. They go they go everywhere. They're in every major periodical out there. Yahoo, Yahoo Finance, Google, all these news. They, they just automatically hit the wires because they're really well-written. I write original content, and I've got a writer on staff that writes original content. There you so go. Get get yourself educated, as we say, because raising teens 
is unbelievably challenging and you're not prepared for it because you're only human. Yep. We're only human and we can use all the help that we can get. And all of that will be in the podcast description. So you can go check them out. Their social links will be there as well. So go check them out. Take advantage of these wonderful resources. And thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Save the Kids podcast. If you want us to get into your church school event, whatever it might be, fill out the speaker form in the podcast description. Go check us out on social media at Save the Kids Inc. and BulliesBE.gun. And always remember, You are wonderful, you are worthy, and you are worth it. Go home and give your kids an eight-second hug, and we'll see you on the next one.